I'm older than the USA, Don Ferlazzo. And I'm nobody actually calls it A-Town, Caitlin Kay. And this is Welcome Welcome to to the the Jingle. Jingle. This is the show where we take a deep dive into the fascinating world of local TV and radio jingles. And today is no exception. It's not an exception. It's never an exception, Caitlin. Um, And it's never a dull moment here at Welcome to the Jingle because we are basking in our own glory as of late, ever since the Albany Times Union, the big daily newspaper in our capital region of New York, profiled our little jingle. Our little jingle podcast is on the big front page. Oh yeah, it wasn't our jingle, it was our podcast, you're right. But we were on the front page Mm -hmm. of the Albany Times Union in their Sunday weekend edition, Sunday, January 15th, 2023. How cool is that? We are on the front page, top of the fold, our picture in full color. This is awesome. I have never been on the front page of the newspaper. Oddly, I've been on the front page of the newspaper like twice in the last six months. I thought you have. Both good things. Both good things. First uh, first was the insurance agency uh, celebrating its grand reopening, but that was a different publication. This, mm-hmm. this is the Times Union. I'm holding it in my hands, folks. Listen. That's physical paper mm-hmm. right there. Um, no, it was really awesome. We, we were contacted by Rose Schneider of the Times Union um, because uh, they wanted to do a feature about our jingle when they realized that we mostly featured uh, a lot of jingles from the capital region of New York. And that's obviously their readership area. Um, so we sat down with, with Rose and, and she you know spent a, a good amount of time talking with us about what we do and why we do it. And it was a real honor. It was fun. It was indeed. We, we sang at this... Very nice reporter for at least an hour. We, there was singing. And uh, after that, she was still nice enough to very speedily write our article and put it on the front page. I do have a confession, though. I have not read the article. Are you serious? So you don't listen to our podcast. Tr- you, you don't read articles about our podcast. I couldn't do it. I, I don't know what to say. I mean, this- I couldn't. I couldn't do it. Other people read it and they told me it was good. I'm going to read it to you right now. This is for our, our uh, reading impaired folks at home. Mm-hmm. Headline says, podcast talks jingle all the way. From Waterslide World to the Koto Experience, hosts chat about ads. That's the subtitle. I did, I did hear that you got most of the quotes. Well, I, I put some real gems in there. So much so that I remember during the interview, I said something and Caitlin goes, that's the last line of the article. <laughs> and it was. Good. Yes. I think it was. Because I... I'm I'm a writer. I'm not a talker. And you said something about the emotional connection oh, that you, jingles have, and I'm like, let me tell you, professional reporter, this, what the last line so, in your article. So I just be. read you the headline and the subheadline. Uh-huh. Now I'm going to read you the last paragraph of the article, so uh-huh. you can feel as though you read it too, Caitlin. Okay. It says, and this is a quote from yours truly, me. Uh, There's an emotional connection to music. It's something you can reproduce in your own mind, word for word, and enjoy, Ferlazzo said. Again, that's me. I'm Ferlazzo in this Mm -hmm. case. And somebody else has that same shared experience. Teardrop. Uh So So Ferlazzo say, jingle make heart feel and mind feel (laughs) and ear here forever. Yes. (laughs) Say Ferlazzo. You know, we, we did record. We actually set up our equipment and recorded the entire interview, uh, which we're going to spare you. We're not going to make you listen to it, but uh, maybe someday I'll put that out as a, as a bonus episode so you can hear everything about us, including how we spell our names. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get into the reason why Caitlin K refers to herself, that's you, as Caitlin K. 
Yeah. The, what does the K stand for? You got to read the article to gotta find out. Got to read the article to figure out. But you know, something's happened since that article um, posted. We have had an explosion of listenership. Um, average episodes have gone up into the multi-digit figures, if you know what I mean. No, for real, though, we've, we've had a huge boom. And for the first time ever, we've had no shortage of uh, listener-submitted jingles. We have a ton of jingles in the queue that people have sent us, many of which are very good. Not all, but many. And uh, so we, we have our pick of the litter when it comes to future episodes. We're very excited about that, too. So yeah, thank you. Fun. Thank you, everybody who... who reached out and who submitted uh that's really awesome it's on the list of uh ad administrative items at welcome to the jingle corporate hq to go through everybody's submissions yes so thank you and keep them coming yep. we, we did learn though uh that some people still don't know what jingles are oh yeah it's uh, a lot of confusion we've had people reach out to us to suggest television theme songs something that caitlin um predicted in our interview <laughs> he was saying oh sometimes people think that a television theme song is a jingle and as soon as our article hit the uh the paper and uh, online no less than two people i know reached out and suggested television theme songs as our next episode <laughs> get it together guys yeah and they're people i know and love so um yeah i love you you know who you are but, uh, but no, that was a ton of fun. So mm -hmm. thanks again to the Times Union and uh, and, and Roe Schneider for, for featuring us. That was really cool. Um, something else that's exciting, though, is we are going to profile a jingle for a city. This is a first, Caitlin. We're really thinking outside the box today. It is a first. It's a treat for our, our Albany peeps. Um, and we, we thought about this before the actual interview, but we're glad we did because uh, all our new Albany listeners will surely know this song um we are doing let's called? have a party albany let's have a party albany by the sharks do you know who the sharks are caitlin i did not know who the sharks were but you do you know a lot of shark info i have a lot shark of, week over here it's shark week for don every mm -hmm. week uh me being Don. I, I don't know why I'm talking in the third person so he, often. He for Lazo. He for Lazo, me for Lazo. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, the, the Sharks are, are a band or, or were a band from uh, the Albany, New York area in uh, the 1980s. Um, but they weren't just a, a band that played local clubs. They, they put a ton of music out on major record labels. They were on MTV, uh, all over the radio. Um, and, and even as recently as this past year, they've had uh, reunion concerts. So it's, it's really cool that they were involved in this jingle. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to play you this jingle now, which we view as a jingle for a city. Um, again, different than what we usually do, but it's, it's almost like a commercial for how great uh, the city of Albany, New York is, at least uh, from the point of view of 1986. We're going to play for you this jingle. It's available on YouTube. There's a music video with it, so you got to check that out. Um, it's you're gonna see it if you look this up. It's it's chock full of local celebrities. Caitlin, do you know any of those celebrities in that video? Name one. Okay. Please um, tell me you watched it, or do you I, not no. watch videos either? No, it's, I totally watched it. I watched it multiple times. I'm assuming that uh, one of them seems like a, a news person that I believe is still alive on the news. A news person. A news person. That, that's the professional title they prefer. So Ch news, news channel TV. Um, does Mike Tyson count? He's not yes really... and no. So Mike Tyson, 
famously in our area. Did he live in our area or did he just do boxing matches in our area before he really hit it big? When I was growing up in Voorheesville, a town to the south of Albany, I had heard that Mike Tyson had built like this big mansion in Voorheesville, but never lived in it. Okay. But there was some sort of huge compound that he was building up here, but he was never there. Okay. Well, Mike Tyson, of course, a famous boxer, um, appears in the video, but it's file footage. It's not him. He's not there. Um, he's not there with the We Are The World chorus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the all-star chorus, I believe, is, is what they list themselves as. Um, but he's not there. But yeah, it's uh, this this video is definitely worth watching. Um, it's part of the history of this jingle. Uh, but without further ado, why don't we play the jingle for everybody? Let's play the song, We uh, Let's Have a Party Albany by the Sharks, written by David Allen. David Allen is his name. Um, dedicated listener of the pod, David Allen, by the way. Did you know that, Caitlin? I didn't, but it is thrilling that he is. David Allen was a, a local, um, I think, TV and, and radio um, personality in the 80s. And he penned the song, or at least uh, the beginnings of this song, and he collaborated with the Sharks on creating it. So the for maybe the first time ever, the writer of one of the jingles we're profiling may be listening today. That's pretty darn cool. Um, so, yep, so David's listening. We're going to play the jingle. We want you to hear it. We want you to enjoy it. Then we're going to go right into a very special and very brief interview with Bob Button, one of the uh, original members of the Sharks, who was involved in the writing and arrangement of the, and production of this song. And um, you know, he'll speak to you know its beginnings and, and how it fit into the community. So, without further ado, let's have a party, Albany.
I'm joined here today by Bob Button. He's a member of the Sharks uh, who were involved in the recording of Let's Have a Party Albany back in uh, 1986, and we're really pleased to be joined by you, Bob. Thanks for being here. Well, thanks, Don. You know, that song just keeps coming back every year or so, and uh, it's, um, you know, it's it's an honor. I uh, uh, We kind of looked at it as like, oh, this would be kind of some nice promotion. And um, but when we did it, we kind of got, you know, we, we got a lot of ribbing from our, uh, uh, you know, musician friends. But I think uh, ultimately it got out there so much that um, one time one of our uh, former members of the band was flying back in from, uh, I'm not exactly sure where he's flying back in from, but into Albany Airport. And um, he heard it in the airport. So <laughs> really, they played play at the it. airport sometimes. They played that record, you know, they played that record as uh, people were arriving. <laughs> that is too funny. Well, that, it, it really yeah. has the test of time, and, and it does come up. Uh, I see it on social media from time to time. Uh, oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's it's for many people, I think, myself included, it, uh, it's a bit of a gateway into your discography, oh. you know, where maybe the well, first thing you. people hear, and this was the case with me, is let's have a party Albany. And then you say, well, wait sure. a minute. I see a horn section. Uh, you know, it's, it's got a great little rock beat behind it. Who are the yeah. sharks? And and next thing you know, you're you're hunting for vinyl, uh, you know, at Last Vestige Records and, uh, right. and going from there. My first question for you is talk to me about the beginnings of the project, um, specifically as as it relates to how you and the sharks became involved. Okay, so we had um, a lead singer. His name is Michael Kelly. He also, he's out now, he plays with just about everybody you can imagine still to this day. That's like 35, 40 years later. Um, and a local uh, TV talk show host named David Allen, whose name is really David Mockler, and I called us up on the phone and said, well, I'd like to meet with you guys. I've got a proposition. Um, so we met at Mike Kelly's living room, all seven of us. Um, 
and he said, uh, we want to do a song about the city of Albany. It was around the time of the uh, tricentennial. And um, so would you be interested? And at first, we, you know, we kind of said, uh, you know, yeah, maybe. Um, I'm not sure what this would entail. And then um, basically um, somehow it ended up on my desk where um, I worked with David. We um, did a demo, real quick demo, um, put it together, and then he started to um, he started to uh, book the, uh, the the people in the video and that sort of thing, and it all kind of wound up by just uh, them asking. So um, did you did you help pen the the arrangement or how um, how how well, developed was the song when when David oh, okay. brought it to you? Well, let's have a party, Albany. The original original. Um, uh, idea came from a little cassette that David Handman handed me that he recorded into his um, little uh, Radio Shack um, uh, cassette recorder, and um, I took that and I um, uh, orchestrated it and um, added the hook that you need so much in any kind of pop music. And um, so basically, I did not write the original idea, but I did write the tune. And then we brought it into the band. They, of course, added their, um, you know, their their shine and luster. And um, we recorded it at the College of St. Rose, um, mostly because they donated the time and, and space for the recording rather than um, having to pay in a, a studio because back then, well, same thing now, they are not, you know, there's not really forthcoming with uh, with money to do stuff like this. So we knew there was going to be a tie-in. We didn't know that the tie-in was going to be so large, meaning that it was debuted on Channel 10. Um, it had all of the uh, celebrities of that day. In there, we almost had Mike Tyson right in the uh, studio to do, you know, the big We Are the World scene that uh, we did there. Um, so it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, it turned out to be really good. And as I said, we were kind of chastised by our fellow musicians. What the heck did you do there? That's going to be, but it worked. And, you know, the funny thing about it is, is that uh, you were absolutely right. It did direct people towards listening to what we used to do. And we just had, um, last April, we just had a reunion concert. We sold out a place called the Hollow Bar in Albany. And um, with some of the fans that we haven't seen for 40 years, it was really, really quite a situation. Obviously, yes. when the when the track hit 30 years old, the Times Union decided to do, to do a feature on it. And, in fact, they decided mm-hmm. to reboot the entire thing. Um, how familiar w- with the new version are you? And, you know, were you guys consulted at all when it came to reproducing the song all those decades later? No, we were neither consulted or insulted. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was fine. No, I, I mean, yeah, you know, life moves on. Music oh, I mean, is a very, uh, you know, it's a very fluid thing. So, you know, they felt they needed to do that. I think that's a wonderful thing. 
you already touched on this, Bob, and I won't take up too much more of your time, but if you have another minute, oh, I would ask you about uh, a little bit more on the about the impact that this song had both in the community and on your careers. Uh, you know, did you find that the people were humming it? Was it getting a lot of radio play? Uh, and also, you know, did did you find that you gained some uh, additional fans uh, beyond what you expected? Okay, um, as I said, and it's it should be pointed out that um, you know the local music community thought they had a lot of fun making fun of us for doing it, which is which is fine because we're all goofy, you know, sophomoric um, uh, junior high school. Um, kind of kids <laughs> doing this, <laughs> but um, in the general public, yes, I believe it did help us um, in the long run um, with the with the exposure that you got because for a few weeks you couldn't turn around without the thing being on either the, the, the teaser commercials. You know, Channel Ten did a lot of uh, a lot of background for that, which was wonderful. Uh, and then, did it help the career? I don't know. Um, as I say, bands are so fluid that, um, you know, well, the band kind of broke up after maybe a year or so after it. So I'm not sure that it helped any longevity thing, but it certainly uh, it certainly was um, a moment in history that uh, you're never going to be able to, you know, say that we didn't do. So that's great, you know. Well, I, I appreciate you taking the time to speak with me, and uh, I'm looking forward oh, to you pleasure. sending me a – I'm hoping you're going to send me a Facebook message at some point that says the reunion concert is on this <laughs> date at this location. I don't care where it is. We'll, you know, Caitlin and I will be there yeah. for sure. And oh, uh, right. if you ever – I know you don't save a lot of stuff because you're not nostalgic, but if you ever come across any extra vinyl that you're looking to unload uh, with the shark's oh. name on it, uh, I'm always looking to add to my collection. Oh, you got it, buddy. And we are back. Thanks again to Bob Button of the Sharks for uh, giving us that awesome background on Let's Have a Party Albany. And, oh, boy, uh, I cannot wait to talk about this one, Caitlin. Let's get your first impressions. I guess I have to wait because I'm getting your first impressions. Why do I do this to myself? Um, my first impressions. I, of course, did not hear this until I was an adult. Uh, I did not know actually until Bob's interview how big a deal it was in Albany. Um, I, it's a thing. It's a it's a real song, and they really did that song. <laughs> That's how you feel about it. Is it's a thing. It's a real song, and they really did that song. They really did that song. Um, it's a. I like how audible it is. I can really hear it. (laughs) The music really has notes in it. All right. Well, why don't we get into what we do like about this song? Yes. Horn section, a lot of fun. People smiling while they sing. That's a lot of fun. The horn section is the best part. It is legitimately catchy. Uh, They say Albany a bunch, which when I'm thinking about a jingle, if they say the name of the product a bunch, that uh, helps me remember it. And in this case, they help you learn to spell it as well. You spell it a bunch of times. Question, Caitlin. Do you think they're saying a town you ain't seen nothing yet, as in Albany town? Or are they saying, hey, town, you ain't seen nothing yet? Okay, we didn't ask, we didn't clarify this with uh, Bob, but... Well, I don't think we knew that this was a controversy until you started calling it a town. I 100% thought they were saying a town 
you ain't seen nothing yet, which really annoyed me. Because nobody, I've never heard anybody call it A-Town in a million years. And yet, ironically, you seem to be the first one to call it A-Town due to your mishearing of that lyric. I, I really thought that's what they, you think they're saying Hey-Town. Yeah, I think it's even more clear in the second time that they say it in the song. The first time I'm like, was that A-Town? Or I think he just maybe dropped the huh. Maybe he had a really good windscreen on his microphone and he was like trying to say Hey-Town and turned out to A-Town. The second time I, I did, if I was thinking about it here, the hey town, it it sounded like a town for a while, and it made me really annoyed, and it made me think like, well, did they call it a town in 1986? Like they call Poughkeepsie P town? Do they call it Poughkeepsie P town? Yeah. Oh, that now that annoys me. I lived there. Oh no. People called it P town. Oh, I'm not. I'm not a fan. But I've never you save heard. a lot of time though. Poughkeepsie, three syllables, P town. Two syllables. You can move on with your day once you get through those. Albany also three syllables. Albany. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Albany, much shorter word, name, if you will. Mm-hmm. But Poughkeepsie, really long. A lot of vowels, some silent consonants in there even. And they pass the savings on to you. They pass the savings oh, on to me. Three syllables and so many letters. Anyway, I thought they were saying A-Town. Uh, jury's out. Well, all right. So let's talk about like the... The reason why they're doing this song. They're celebrating the tricentennial, 300 years. Um, they're saying, let's have a party, let's celebrate. So I think mission accomplished there. Mission accomplished in terms of it being catchy and memorable. And, you know, it has to be campy. I think it might have even been campy for its time. It must have been based on, and Bob mentioned in the interview that they got some flack from other musicians in the area for, you know, being involved in this. And, and as goofy as it was, I think it was goofy for its time. It, it it is goofy. I think that's why I don't. If I was, I wanted to sort of ask Bob, like, how many minutes did it take to to put this together? It sounded like you know he mentioned that David Allen wrote the the song first, or at least wrote the idea of the song, and then brought it to to him to Bob, and then he and the Sharks put it together. Um, I, you know, I I wonder how, and I even asked him like, how developed was it when David brought you know, this song to you, it sounds like he had the idea for the song, you know, and, and maybe he kind of hummed it and had a, a few lyrics and then they had to flesh it out as best they could. But listen, I like the Sharks. I'm a big fan of the Sharks. This is not their best song. It might be their worst song. Um, and yet it's got that staying power because it had the, the exposure of airing nightly on WTEN, which was the ABC affiliate, still is the ABC affiliate uh, here in the Capital Region. Um, it was played heavily on various radio stations, uh, all the celebrities that appear in it. And there's a long list. A, a lot of them are radio personalities. And, and so they were also promoting it. Um, you know, obviously the Sharks weren't playing it, you know, all over the place, but it, it helped them gain some fans. That's how I became a fan. I heard it first and I said, who are the heck are the Sharks? You know, they got a horn section. They're like Huey Lewis in the news or Chicago. Like I need to, I need to learn more. This song was my gateway into becoming a fan for this band. Um, so I, I think this was a win across the board, despite not being a great song. Oh, the song is it's embarrassing. Albany's kind of a, Albany struggles against being a, kind of a, a punchline, sort of. Okay. I think for... I think the Simpsons have made fun of us now and again. People even... A mere hour away, sometimes think it's called Albany. Mm. 
we're just the we're sort of the very plain sister of of New York City who lives in the basement. Sometimes. No, we live in the attic because we're upstate. So we li- we live in the attic. Uh, people forget we're there. But you know, but seriously, goofy song, memorable aspects, a great video to go with it. I mean, the the celebrities that appear in this video, um, you would not know unless you lived in Albany, with the exception of Mike Tyson, who you know the famous boxer, and he you know he shows up in in a file footage clip. Um, I did know Mary Lou Whitney. Mary Lou actually. Whitney, she's a local, or was, uh, you know, she passed away a number of years ago now, but she was a local socialite up in Saratoga Springs, mm-hmm. right? Um, the the celebrity I recognized most was uh, Uncle Vito, who was the radio personality. Um, his real name, I think, was Gary Locatelli, or Lo. Lo- Locatelli? I'm not sure how to mm-hmm. pronounce it. I apologize, Gary, but Uncle Vito was his stage name if you will on the radio and bob gets into the background of uncle Vito because we we talked about him a little bit on the side in the interview which we, we didn't play that part um but he went on to become a character ranger danger on the fox 23 kids club uh you know teaching kids about safety and 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 goofy things you know while being a total clown um, dressed as a forest ranger. I, I mean, I loved him as a kid. I thought he was awesome. And uh, it was cool to see him because he pops up in the video. And if you look at the vinyl, you know, the 45 RPM vinyl that I have, mm-hmm. it says, you know, it's Scooter Records, a division of like Uncle Vito Records or something like that. It's like he was even involved in the printing of this vinyl. I think that's pretty darn cool. I do have more of an, I have more of an appreciation for the song since hearing Bob's interview because I, as I said, did not realize how big a deal it was and how much like planning and money went into it and how there was a tie-in with Burger King. Yeah, it sounded like Burger King might have helped finance the project. They made records. I still don't have a clear idea of who, whose idea it was. was, So that was David Allen. That that it was David Allen's idea. He to do a song and to get all of these local people marshaled together. Right, and and you know he was the one who was really behind the promotion of it and getting all the celebrities involved in in being part of the video and and bringing in the other radio DJs, which I think were essential for making sure that it got some free airtime. Quite honestly, Um, so you know it was his brainchild and and and. His involvement and the involvement of those celebrities really, you know, took it to the next level. Um, great jingle, no. Memorable, yes. Standing the test of time, yes. In fact, uh, in 2016, the Albany Times Union, the same paper who recently profiled our little podcast, um, put out a, a feature about the 30th anniversary of this song, and they even rebooted the song by creating a new version of it. And you hate it. Oh, it's awful. Um, I remember them putting out the call. I was like following them on social media at the time. I still do, of course. Um, but I remember seeing it and they said, Hey, we're going to re-record. Let's have a party Albany. Are there any musicians out there, uh, you know, who play piano? And I'm like, Oh man, they need a pianist. I'm like, well, I'm not proficient enough to play piano because they're going to do this upright. They are going to rent a studio like maybe reimagine it and and do something to modernize it and bring it into you know this decade 30 years later so i didn't throw my name into the into the ring i just said okay you know they just need a pianist let's let's see how it goes then it comes out and it was literally a guy on like a digital piano just playing the song 
in the way that like somebody might play it at a piano bar. Mm-hmm. And there was somebody, I heard a drum beat. I assumed there was somebody playing the drums. And then it was like 40 people up on stage, celebrities that you would not know. Uh, I, I recognized uh, Rex Smith, who uh, was and may still be the editor of the Times Union at the time, and Patricia Fahey, who is, you know, uh, uh, a local politician. I believe Paul Tonko is Tonko also is in there. there. Okay, so you've seen the reboot then? I have. I've seen the reboot. I don't hate it as much as you do. I find it slightly... Don't say it. It's, it's all charming. Charm? That's charming? No, the, the reboot's awful. The reboot, I feel like... I'm the- sorry, Times Union. Thank you for profiling <laughs> us, and thank you for doing a lot of research for us. Which Please we, have us in your next version of we, Let's Have a Party Almanac. Oh, no, well, I mean, that's part of it, too. I was bitter about not having been invited, because I'm kind of a big deal. No, but for real, don't say that that version's better. That version is, is a stripped-down version that was hastily put together with no production other than somebody had like a dslr camera like filming these people who are all holding the music on stage as if they couldn't remember you know a l b a like it was awful and as we heard in the interview bob and the sharks were not consulted or even made aware that this was happening what a missed opportunity to you know they could have brought those guys back in we know they're they're up to snuff they they have the the chops to play they just did a reunion concert last year i'm getting way too upset about this so i'm gonna (laughs) For, I'm for gonna reel me, it in. It is the it's the arrangement that the song deserves. What, what, what is the arrangement the song deserves? Like this sort of like guy at the piano, a single drum set, weirdos on the street, and people holding music. Like the sharks. Okay, I see your point. They there. put so much effort into it, and it sounds amazing for this like dumb song. And now like the song it. It sounds as dumb as it is, and I find it slightly charming. And it's also sort of commensurate with, okay, we did we had a big deal for the tricentennial, but for the thirtieth anniversary of the, the tricentennial, tricentennial yeah. song, maybe we can afford a a bearded gentleman at a single piano. Well, I would like to go on record and, and inform our listener David Allen that this song is not terrible, um, and I would also like to say that I think the Times Union. I think I was disappointed because the Times Union, while give, they deserve kudos for taking the lead on commemorating the 30th anniversary and trying to spearhead uh, the reboot, they really missed an opportunity. They could have put it out there to area bands and had them each submit their own cover of it. People could have heard various versions of this in, in, in many different musical styles. It would have been a lot of fun. That's, Submitting their own cover is a good idea. Yeah, that would have been a lot of fun. And they wouldn't have had to spend any money on it. Right. Well, I'm sure the, time, the Times Union did not spend money on this. <laughs> Other than they, they paid a reporter to do his or her job to, to profile the whole thing. So The symphony could have done one. There's a lot of local musicians that could have done a version. Yeah, so it was just a missed opportunity. But overall, a fun jingle, stood the test of time, worthy of our podcast, I would say. Would you not? It's a fu- it's a really fun novelty that uh, that Albany has. Not a, not a lot of uh, ugly stepsister cities can say that they have their own their own jingle. And now we have this forever. Well, a big thanks to Bob Button from the Sharks uh, for for being so generous with his time to talk with us. We might uh, talk with Bob a little bit more in the future because he was involved in other jingles in the Albany area, um, a couple of which I really was familiar with. So, you know, that that's for another day. But again, huge thanks to Bob for, for being a part of the podcast. And, uh, and yeah, that was a fun one. But Caitlin, this episode doesn't end here, does it? No, we have more uh, 
special treats and cool delights. When you say special treats, all I can think of is my son, uh, both sons. At the end of every meal, they go, did I eat enough for a special treat? Can I have a special treat? And it's not a special treat if you need it after every every meal, boys. It just doesn't count. So, uh, you know, Almost. thanks for bringing me back there. It uh, truly is a special treat. Well, it's a special treat, though, because we're going to play a couple jingles from other cities and other states. Um, I guess in this case, we've got... Well, we've got the Wisconsin State Fair. So this is this is a jingle for a fair, right? There's a jingle for a fair. I think it still counts. Um, there's actually a, a wealth of a wealth of tourism jingles. You brought to us some real gems. We're not going to play it, but Tennessee. Tell us about Tennessee. Tennessee. Well, of course, Tennessee as a musical place had to do a had to do a really epic jingle star studded it's a the name of the the jingle is we're tennessee we're playing your song and there's a couple different versions with a couple different rotating casts of uh, tennessee luminaries in the version that you shared with me did you recognize the singer for the very last line they don't show her face but you hear her voice the very last one right is at the close of the commercial um, was it Dolly? It was not. It was God's gift to Christian and pop music, Amy, Amy Grant. Grant. I love, you love Amy Grant. I love Amy Grant. I want to sing with her. <laughs> when we have get-togethers and Don puts the music on, there's all there's usually Amy Grant will make a will make a. a sainted appearance if you think i have a a decent sized sharks collection of vinyl records you should see my amy grant collection (laughs) she's an angel god has blessed us Mm -hmm. with her song and whether she's singing christian music or pop music she is mm, spectacular so i'm pretty sure that's amy grant at the end of it and that that made me blush a little so i really like that one that's why we can't play it here because I just I don't want to get flustered on the air. She's playing your song. She's playing my song. I've already gotten like way too upset about a reboot of Let's Have a Party Albany. So let's not make me embarrass myself on on uh, the air any further. You also sent us like three Ontario ones. Those were a, a tough listen. Ontario, Ontario tries. That should be their jingle. Ontario, we try real hard. There's I found at least three different Ontario jingles, and they're all like just painfully earnest and lame now there's great florida jingle out there what's the tagline when when you need it bad we got it good see that's a great that's a great slogan um it made for a pretty funny mm-hmm. video which uh the song was was okay there was a lot of spoken parts of like oh, i need it bad or i what did it say <laughs> i need it bad and you're like what and then we got it good <laughs> Clearly aimed towards uh, city folk because it's a super quick flight from yeah. uh, from New York. Well, why don't we get into one that this is my favorite, uh, Wisconsin State Fair. Let's let's give this one a listen. I've got some cheese curds that I'm willing to share. <laughs> then I want to ride that giant slide over there. I love the fragrance of the farm in the air. Won't you come with me to the Wisconsin State Fair? 
dangling my feet over the sky glider chair, eating a cream puff, not any clam. I'm watching people trying hard not to stare. Won't you come with me to the Wisconsin State Fair? Coming through Spin City and then text me and I'll tell you where I am now. Probably drinking beer or eating corn or maybe buying a new sham. Wow! Wow! I'm on the Ferris wheel up in the air. I bought a device that slices apples and pear. I ate too much today, but I do not care. Won't you come with me to the Wisconsin State Fair? If we get separated, I won't worry much, cause I can guess where you'll be. Dancing to the bandit Saz's charcoal grill or even major cruise bees. I've had a couple beers, but I'm not impaired. I wasn't scared So if you've got 11 days to spare Won't you come with me To the Wisconsin State Fair Won't you come with me To the Wisconsin Great state of Wisconsin State Fair The Wisconsin State Fair That jingle is epic and it's like a full song it's like a full two minutes of glory and greatness it's a full song we just we turned the laptop towards ourselves and like just beamed at it with happiness for the next three minutes because it is it's so catchy there's so many i've had a couple of beers i'm I'm, not impaired i'm not impaired (laughs) we eat a cream puff not nuclear. <laughs> that was so great. I rode the roller coaster. I was not scared. <laughs> this is so good. This is perfect. I ate too much today, but I do not care. Yeah, no, this is perfect. I, I don't know who sang that song, um, but he kind of looks like Louis C.K. We won't hold that against him. The song is like melodically and uh, lyrically complex. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on. My favorite part is that he references that that weird like scam tent with all like the gutter covers and like hot tub people and the sham wow and the oh, chopper yeah. thing yep, yep. which is a big part of any big state fair but a device that slices apples, apples and, and pears. pears yeah <laughs> um no that was a great one and you know i mean i i don't care about the state of wisconsin no offense state of wisconsin but your fair seems amazing i would like to go with you to the wisconsin state fair yes and and louis and and not to geek out on the music part but you know it's not come with me to the wisconsin state fair like which would be the straight way to sing it you know like if you're gonna like sing the note straight Mm -hmm. like he really slows down the the back end of that that lick of come with me to the wisconsin state fair and like i just love how you know, he slows it down. He syncopates the, that Wisconsin. Yeah, he does. And it just, it slows down. You're like, oh, like, because, you know, the the vibe of the fair is like, you know, it's go, go, go. But you can take your time, too. I think that was a conscious choice. And if it wasn't, then it's a happy coincidence that it worked out so nicely. It's Yeah, it makes me want to go to the fair. Well, Caitlin, you may want to go to the fair, but I want to go to Michigan. This in, ne- pull up. Pull up a chair, uh, get something to drink, tuck yourself in, because you're going to be here for a while. 
Yeah, get your oversized sham wow ready. Uh, mm-hmm. To mop up the tears you're going to cry at this <laughs> epically beautiful And And this Michigan is not song. somebody singing about Michigan. This is Michigan singing to you. Mm-hmm. I am Michigan. I am waves along an endless shore. I am Michigan. Where great lakes stretch forever more and rivers flow and rivers fall. Memories beckon. Yes, Michigan. The feelings forever. Caitlin, yes. you, you felt strongly about this one, and I can see why. This is epic. It's three minutes long. It's sung to you by the sentient landmass of Michigan, who is, uh, <laughs> he loves you. He wants you to cuddle up with your special someone while you play the Michigan song. I mean, this sounds like a song that was in the credits of a 1980s movie, right? Like, you know, like... The movie Mannequin ends, and then they play the Michigan song or something. What's that Robin oh. Williams movie where he plays a saxophone clown? A saxophone clown? I Patch Adams? Where to God? Uh, he plays a <laughs> he plays a Russian clown who runs away when the circus is performing in New York, so he can like escape 
the, uh, like the Iron Curtain. No, that's not a real thing. <laughs> it's called Moscow on the Hudson. What? No. I mean, maybe yeah. I don't know all of Robin Williams' work, but I he was... He plays fr- shirtless sad saxophone on the on a balcony. It looks like he's wearing a fur coat. Oh, I'm sure it does. <laughs> anyway, my point <laughs> is that uh, that was the 80s movie I was imagining. Okay. Well, you're, there's a ton of saxophone, so mm-hmm. maybe maybe Robin Williams you know, lent his talents to Michigan... <laughs> Um, you know, in a much needed uh, saxophone solo that just keeps going. Like even when the lead singer comes back in, that saxophone doesn't get put down. Like, like he is complimenting. Mm-hmm. He's like Kenny Ging hard um, during that whole song. But like, yeah, it's three minutes long. It's like it gives you the build up and then the chorus and then it gives you another build up, you know, like a verse and then the chorus and then a long bridge and then like a third chorus. And you're like, who's Who's sticking around for this whole thing? We are because it's great, but can you imagine being an advertiser? Or not an advertiser, but like you're you're watching TV and they're like, now for a three-minute commercial break, it's all Michigan. <laughs> like, whoa. I can't imagine where this era. I can only think that it was maybe in like a VHS that was sent to potential businesses looking to relocate to Michigan. You, oh, you think so? it was going to like corporate yeah, some sort of promotional tour. Have your convention here in Michigan. Yeah, uh, bring your business here. That would be a good use for it. Um, I am summer breeze and autumn days. I am I am new, but I am old. <laughs> I am new, but I am old. <laughs> that was great. No, Michigan's got a lot to offer. Like, Add them to the list of places I want to go based on their video package. Um, How would you, what do you think the feelings forever means? Michigan, the feeling, the feelings forever. I the am, feeling is forever, basically. I am Michigan, the feelings forever. It sounds like he's saying the feeling is mutual, but he says forever. Well, feel- I am Michigan. The feelings are mutual. <laughs> I am Michigan, the feelings are forever. The feelings are forever. Like, so, yeah, what are the feelings? The feelings that you get when you experience, like, the joy of Michigan, perhaps? And even after you leave, you're still feeling Michigan? I would love to listen to that song again, and we won't because we don't have time. It's an, we don't have three more minutes. But um, I'd like to listen to it again. But I would like to insert the name of somebody I know in instead of Michigan, and, and imagine it as somebody I know singing this song to me. Um, I think it would seem even more ridiculous than a, a landmass singing to me. Do you know somebody with a three-syllable name? Uh, I can't even think of a three-syllable name. I am Poughkeepsie. Well, no, I'm not. It can't be a town. It's got to be a real person. I am Mike Tyson. The feelings forever. <laughs> um, that that's a great one. Thank you for bringing that one to the table, Caitlin. Um, yes, Michigan. Mi- yes, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, look that one up, everybody. It's worth a watch. Um, one more video that's worth the watch is for a town that really needed some tourism. Um, Maybe they had some bad press. Maybe people just never think of it when you're thinking about going on a vacation or relocating your business or your family. Um, You may think it rocks, but chances are you don't think of it at all. Exactly. And I like that tease. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is a totally real and genuine jingle for the city of Cleveland, Ohio. Fun times in Cleveland today, Cleveland, come on down to Cleveland town everyone, come and look at both of our buildings, 
Buy some food that's prepared near the street. Who knows you might even see this guy. You should come on down to West 6th Street. It's the perfect place if you're a douchebag. Watch the poor people all wait for buses. Who the f still uses a payphone? Here's the place where there used to be industry. This train is carrying jobs out of Cleveland. Cleveland leads the nation in drifters. Here's a statue of Moses Cleveland. He's the guy who invented Cleveland. Yeah! Caitlin, what did you think of that hastily made Cleveland tourism video? You know what? I Both of their buildings look all right. Take a look at both of our buildings. Um, I, I think it's great. I, I That was hilarious. So that was a viral video from... Gosh, when do you think that came out? My guess is like... I mean, 2008. This, this was posted in 2009, Ooh, but right? so too was the sequel, which is called Hastily Made Cleveland Tourism Video Second Attempt. So my guess is that this was, uh, well, I mean, based on based on the, the dates that these two videos were put out, they were only put out like two weeks apart. So maybe they really were meant to be, you know, brother mm-hmm. and sister. Um, but yeah, the Hastily Made Cleveland Tourism Video is uh, a formal viral video that um, it just it just shows awful footage of the city of Cleveland and they just rip on Cleveland for being um, uh, a, t- a tough city. I guess is it a nice doesn't way to look dissimilar from Albany, honestly. No, it doesn't. But you know, I mean, it doesn't help. Like they're filming on an incredibly cloudy day and they're just showing the worst aspects of Cleveland. For some reason, the part that gets me every time is they show it like a just a like a cargo train and they're saying like this train's taking jobs out of Cleveland. <laughs> Yes. Um, in the sequel, they, I think they say something like, our main export is crippling depression. <laughs> um, and the sequel is not appropriate. It is, it, it is not aged well based on some of the references. No. But um, yeah, it's it's really funny. At the end of the second one, they're like, but at least we're not Detroit. <laughs> um, so yeah, I had to play that one because when you told me originally, and I think I might even mention it in mm-hmm. the previous video, when you said, hey, we got to do tourism videos. I'm like, did you ever see that one about Cleveland? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was Cleveland. Um, but that's a catchy song, right? You could, you could, they could go on for many more minutes. They could do a whole Michigan length song. Oh, for real. About Cleveland. And, and, and I mean, it's, it's recorded by, hang on, I have his name here. I, I assume he's the singer in it. Um, Cleveland based comedian, Mike Polk Jr. So I'm pretty sure he put out the, this one, the sequel. And then I believe, uh, or I read that there's a, uh, a 2019 uh, one to complete the trilogy, which I've never heard. But um, yeah, he put that out and it's it's poorly sung. And yet like there's harmonies in it that sound pretty good, even with the bad singing. Um, the arrangement's great. It's it's upbeat. I mean, it's hilarious. It's so well done. I we love that. We need to get the sharks on, uh, on the Cleveland song. Were there horns in the Cleveland song? I feel like there were. It feels like there should be. Maybe there just weren't enough. Mm-hmm. Um, now that that's a fun one. I had to I had to throw that in. So we heard some amazing jingles for cities and and various tourism uh, causes today, Caitlin. That was a really fun one. What do you want to do next? Well, next, I am feeling a little hungry and I need to go to the supermarket. You need to go to the supermarket. That's I do. a nice tease. When you were saying you were feeling hungry, I wondered if you were going to break into hungry eyes. One look at you and I can't disguise a cut. You know what that's from? Do you know that song? Yeah, I know the song. What's it from? Uh, 
Come on. It's not from Dirty Dancing. Yes, it is. It is. It's from the, from the Dirty Dancing soundtrack. I think Eric Carmen sings that song. One look at you and I can't I deny. Can't, can't disguise. Can't, can't disguise. Disguise and eyes rhymes. It's a great rhyme. Got hungry eyes. Hungry eyes. Um, no, so you're hungry. We've got to go to the Grant? <sighs> Aren't we all? Aren't we all? <laughs> She's my angel. Um, so we're hungry. We're going to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. But which one may surprise you? Where are we going, Caitlin? We're going to go to Food Emporium. Food Emporium. What's their slogan? Someone made a store just for me. <laughs> Food Emporium. Food Emporium. Yes, if you were... Uh, in the New York and New Jersey area in the 80s and 90s, apparently this jingle was ubiquitous. So if we have any uh, downstate, upstate transplants, this will be a very familiar to you. So the Food Emporium, coming up next on Welcome to the Jingle. I'm looking forward to it. This has been an awesome episode. Again, a huge thanks to Bob Button from The Sharks. Uh, big thanks to Rose Schneider from The Times Union and, of course, the, the Albany Times Union for profiling our little podcast. That was awesome. Caitlin, it's great to be back. I'm looking forward to doing another one real soon. And um, with that, I think we should say I'm Don Ferlazzo. I'm Caitlin Kay. And this has been Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Jingle. Jingle. See you real soon. Bye. Someone made a store just for me. Oh,